interest onto them. And now I want to introduce kind of what we're going to be talking about today. We're celebrating five years of meeting publicly. God is good. A little over seven years ago, Carrie and I felt like God was telling us to plant a church. Uh, a little over six years ago, we felt like he was telling us to do it in Silver Spring, Maryland, and then we moved here a little over six years ago. And then five years ago, we started having public worship gatherings. We started meeting in the Fillmore concert venue. Doesn't that seem like so long ago for those of you who are there? It wasn't that long ago, but the Fillmore, and then we met uh, in McGinty's Pub, and now we're here at the living room. Um, but through all of that time, God um, has really moved in us and through us. And sometimes those movements have been very subtle when we hear God's voice. Uh, and sometimes they have been just obvious and powerful. And so we thought um, to celebrate today, to celebrate five years, we asked five Restore members to share a story about how God has moved in them uh, or in us th- or, or through this church in them over the last five years. And so we celebrate first with our our resident, our church planter in Baltimore, none other than Amy McNeely. Where you at? I don't even know where he's at. There he is. Hello, Thomas boys. It's good to see you too. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Andy McNeely, and I uh, had the pleasure and honor of serving for uh, two years here as the uh, church planting resident, learning how to move uh, to a city and start a new church. Um, and while we were here, uh, probably the biggest lesson uh, that I learned was that we as humans tend to fear what we don't know. Um, and if you've heard me preach ever, or if you're friends with me, you've heard me say over and over again that we fear what we don't know. And our culture teaches us, uh, you know, to seclude ourselves from different people. And I realized at a point, uh, coming here to restore, that uh, we were afforded the opportunity to get to know people who were a part of this congregation, who are neighbors of ours, um, who didn't look like us, who weren't the, maybe the same political affiliation, who weren't uh, from the same affluence that I grew up in, or who weren't from the same country or didn't speak the same language. And we were able to uh, start to let God tear down those walls and begin to know people who I was taught through my culture were supposed to be other, who were supposed to be different, who I wasn't supposed to associate with, who I was supposed to be afraid of. Um, And because Restore welcomed us and allowed us, so many of you, the grace in conversations and the uh, ability to ask tough questions and actually wrestle with them, and that you all gave us grace and when we were offensive or whatever, you guys were uh, willing to uh, just walk with us through that. And this, this place has become our family. Um, <clears throat> part of learning about other people, um, to me, was learning about uh, our gifting that God gives us. In Ephesians chapter 4, um, the Apostle Paul talks about how each one of us is an apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, or teacher. Uh, I found out early on that I'm an evangelist, uh, which means basically that I love bringing other people along in whatever it is that I'm passionate about. Um, and I'm passionate about Jesus. And so uh, being given the opportunity here at Restore to go out and do that and being affirmed and told, Andy, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, that was the first time I'd been in ministry for 10 years and never told, Andy, you're, you're an evangelist. You're someone who loves to talk to people about Jesus. Go do that. I'd been told to stay in an office. I'd been told to you know, hold office hours and do things like that. But here we were given the opportunity to do that. And also the opportunity to learn other people's gifts and recognize the beauty of having all five of those voices in leadership at a church. 
we got to experience that here at Restore and see people who were introverted and extroverted, people who were um, different in every way imaginable, share leadership at a church like this and make decisions that were uh, vastly impact the congregation. So uh, those are some of the lessons that we learned. <clears throat> and I would be uh, a fool not to tell you all also that uh, Aaron and Carrie, having them as friends um, over the last few years has been incredible to us. Their access that they gave us to their family, allowing us to become a part of their family and be a part of their story. Um, that, that deeply impacted my wife and I. So uh, we just appreciate being able to be a part of this family. Thank you for welcoming us. Um, I want to introduce our next speaker, Marie Claire. Um, she's uh, become a friend of mine. Hold on a second. I'm going to tell a quick story. <clears throat> <laughs> what would Andy McNeely be if I didn't go over my five minutes? Um, I <clears throat> uh, Really quickly, this church is beautiful because it cares about people and it cares about every type of person. Um, in my neighborhood here in Silver Spring, we had a couple families who were undocumented immigrants from El Salvador. Um, and when um, Homeland Security, who my brother works for, came and knocked down their door and were looking for them, uh, because of this church and what we were allowed to do and, and told to do as Christians, uh, my neighbors knew where to go in time of crisis, and they came to our door. And I knew where to go to help them. Our church has a pro bono law clinic and I knew who to call. And when I called them, I knew who else to call because I don't speak any Spanish. Uh, and I needed someone to translate on the phone for me between me and the lawyer and uh, Marie Claire was that person. And so um, I'm indebted to you and your friendship. <laughs> Thank you, Marie Claire. I'm hoping not to, to sound like a broken record because a lot of the sentiment behind what Restore um, is for Andy is also what it is for me. And um, for those of you who do not know me, I'm Mary Claire Vasquez. I'm from the Dominican Republic and I moved to the United States almost 10 years ago. And um, something that I want to say to explain why Restore is so important to me, it's actually that I've never really had any spiritual crisis. I was born in a Christian family, Catholic to be precise. I grew up always going to Sunday services and the catechism. And I was, I never really uh, uh, had to fight with my faith. Um, when I uh, turned eight, 17, I was introduced to a non-denominational uh, church that lo looks a lot like this. I was sold. I switch it again. Nothing controversial. I just liked it better. So I connected better and I switch. And um, then what happens is that um, for a few years of exception, ex specifically within that church, for me, church was always just like me and Jesus. It was never a community thing. And then um, I moved to the United States, as I'd say, 10 years ago. For the first four years, I was... I restarted back to like just going to masses and I'm not saying this in any negative way, but it was just like eh, the church I found on campus, whatever I went again, I, I was able to connect fine with Jesus, but I did not have a community. So then we lost our apartment in Hyattsville and it was a sudden storm. The roof flew away. We needed to find another place to leave uh, quickly. And we found one apartment here in Silver Spring a few weeks after I get this, um, thank you flyer in the mail and um 
I was like, okay, let me try it. And um, it was probably like second, third service at the Fillmore. And I've been here ever since. And what has restored Don for us, and I'm talking to us in plural, even if my husband is really not a church goer, is that we found that, that we didn't have. We found a community. Um, we have no family here except for some friends that do, like outside of Restore, that are good friends. But in general, we had nobody. And we were loved by everybody here so dearly that we never felt like, oh, you know, we're outsiders. And especially at times like now that, you know, fingers are pointed out so clearly to immigrants. Like we've never felt any type of division between who you are, and who we are and who you guys are. And um, that's been something that has meant so, so much to us. And um, it's also something that I'm so happy that my husband gets to see because for him, um, uh, you know, he also grew up in a Christian house. He's never like really, um, again, taking the 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 next step, but um, I wanted him to see, and I'm so glad that you guys serve him so well in that in that sense that it's not just, um, you know, this uh, spiritual concept of a guy that we don't see, but it's also the way in which we live and the way in which we love. So that's been extremely meaningful to us, and um, yeah. Oh, one last thing. So another thing that happened is that, um, as I mentioned, I came to the U.S. for graduate school and I like pursue a whole different thing. And then at some point I was like, oh, I had a baby. I don't want to go back to an office. And I decided to <laughs> to shift gears like 180 and started a business. And within Restore, I found my amazing business partner, which you all know, Liz Thiel. And on top of that, later, another amazing friend of ours, Amy, decided to also get on the industry. And now I get to also do business with people who have uh, share my same values and my, sh my same love to treat people well. So it's amazing to be able to not only live normal life, but also professional life with people within the church. Thank you. 1-800-65. Yes. Next. Well, I missed the, the whole rehearsal because I'm Latino, so I was late. So, sorry. <laughs> Next person uh, that's going to take the mic is my dear, dear, dear friend, Toye, who not only all adults love, but kids too. So, if you have a kid and you need somebody to just entertain them for a second, find Toye. Hi. Um, my name is Toye. I, I wrote something now. I... I don't think I can talk <laughs> and not go over the five minutes without. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to say. Um, so I made at least one member uncomfortable by the high praises I give Restore. And I can understand why they probably feel the way they do. But you need to understand my background to understand the contrast that Restore draws. Um, you see, I have actively attended and served in churches for more than half of my life. Uh, with congregations ranging from 30 people to 25,000 members. And uh, in none of those churches that I've attended, um, before Restore, did I find a community that truly made Christ its aim practically. Or many of the churches, or practically all the churches I've been to, and this is my personal experience, uh, before coming to Restore, paid lip service to Christ. Uh, but their practical goals were mostly about numerical church growth, church buildings, building a network of church branches, and being rich. So money, status, power, and by extension, control, 
and worship of persons were very key to the features of Christianity I grew up in. And, and so finding restore was like fish finding water <laughs> after being marooned on land. And uh, by the way, we're by no means a perfect community in restore. And I hope we never deceive ourselves that we've arrived. But nevertheless, I'm excited uh, for what we have uh, because I see that we seek Christ. Uh, as I joined Restore about three and a half, four years ago, and um, I see that as we move from one, from a bigger to a smaller and even smaller venue, I've, it's been a test of character for our church community and leadership. But I, I, I want to say I'm really proud of Aaron um, and Carrie's steadiness, and I'm inspired by them. Um, because I know numerical strength influences church finances. Uh, apart from the mental and emotional toll, I assume this moves take on them. So many churches assume a positive slope, right, is the only sign of progress. In my experience, it's often a sign of compromise. Uh, growth is great, but you shouldn't be at any cost. And I think we stand for, you know, uh, true spiritual growth here. Um, and probably more than any single person, and this is how I feel, in this church community, I have enjoyed the generosity and kindness of Restore. Um, life hasn't been easy for me the last few years and continues to be difficult, as some of you are aware. But Restore, both through the teachings and practical communal life, has been the right you know, seasoning continually sprinkled uh, to make many of my previous and current learning in Christ bear fruit. Your friendships provide me mental and emotional stability, and our community gives me many reasons to smile despite some of my daily discomforts. And I know not, you know, everybody has some pain, discomfort, difficulty, or struggle. Your pain may not be my pain, but we all need healing in various areas of our lives. And I want to encourage us to be really vulnerable with each other. It's risky to open up to others, but the benefits are well worth it, believe me. But more importantly, believe Christ. He says, anyone who would not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Strong words. If there's anything we know about children is that they don't live a life of pretense. Lastly, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being true brothers and sisters to a black immigrant in an increasingly racially intolerant American society. I don't take this for granted. Uh, thank you for not being the typical church community that speaks Christian words in service but has no intention of acting out on what it says. Uh, Restore is five. I pray that this community never stops putting Christ at its center. And uh, may we continue to approach God with childlike wonder. Happy fifth. So the next person coming up to speak, uh, I'd like to say a few words about him, and that's Tom. He's been, he's been a dad to me, and he doesn't know that. I sometimes call him dad. It's like, hey, what's this guy? He's <laughs> true. He's, he's just a wonderful man. And I, the best Christmas I've experienced is I moved to the U.S. was at his house, and I felt the best sense of family that I've felt probably in recent history. And so, please welcome Tom. Hi. Well, uh, I'm Tom Eichner, and my family, have, we've been involved in Restore since oh, the get-go. And to put it all into five minutes is pretty hard, but I think I got some snippets of, 
of stuff. Uh, we, be, we became involved in Restore because we were here for the first Sunday because our son met Aaron and Carrie and got involved in the, in, the, in the forming of the church in the beginning. And so we felt we were so happy that uh, him and his wife were, were, were involved in church and everything that we decided we were going to go down there to this place wherever they're holding this church and, and support him for a couple of weeks. And <laughs> so, you know, and this is a far stretch from, you know, we were involved in a, in a regular traditional Christian church, a large congregation. And, and I, I think we felt we were doing churches about as good as it gets. And we had the kids in youth groups. They all went through their youth groups, and and we did Bible study in the mornings before church and everything. But it was all kind of relegated to Sundays, and the rest of the week we were just living our lives. Uh, so we come down to this church to support our son, and it's it's in a you know a concert venue, and there's a bar and and uh, very very loud rock music and. <laughs> But they gave us earplugs, so we were we were able to survive, and, and and you know like three or four you know we never looked back. Three or four weeks later, we're throwing away the earplugs, and and the worship music. You know we listened to this beautiful choir for years, but we're listening to this rock band, and we're starting to get something out of the worship music. So that that's kind of telling us, and and I remember. You know, Aaron's message was like right on, and, and you know, it wasn't coming from somebody who was intel more intelligent or holier than thou or superior spiritually. It was coming from just one of us in the congregation that was teaching about Jesus Christ and 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 how he should be serving. We should be living our lives. I remember, and I swear, I think it's a, like one of the first things out of his mouth in the first day of the church was telling us that the Bible was not a, was a story about Jesus and not a rule book. And I remember thinking, I mean, that really, that really resonated with me. I thought, that, you know, that makes sense. And, and from what I know of the Bible then, and uh, so, you know, we, you know, we just never looked back. And, and uh, so, you know, we, stories like that. I had several things. And, and trying to explain what was going on, what the church has done for our life. And I was uh, working on my speech the other morning, and it was Friday morning, and I downstairs early in the morning with my daughter, Christine. She was She's in from out of town. She's moving back here from Chicago. So she's been living up there for, for 12 years or whatever, and so she doesn't get in that often, a month or every couple of months. So she can see change over the, over the time. And we were sitting there, and I knew she had a, a – there's this lady in town she wanted to take these classes from. And it turned out it was – she just found out it was like Sunday morning. And, and I said, well, you know, great. And, and uh, so she said, well, but I know i got to go listen to you speak. I said, Christine, you know, this is just our five-year anniversary. I'll be up here for a couple minutes. You should really do this class. And she says, listen, you know, why, why are you speaking down here? I said, well, it's to tell what Christ has done through Restore to our family and us. And, and she says, do you have any idea how uh, much you, you've, you and mom have changed spiritually and what this has meant to our family? 
And that just, you know, I'm sitting there, we ended up both teary-eyed and everything. But, I mean, I think that tells mainly the whole story about what has happened to us. I mean, we... we uh, we now do church all week long. We're in the in the Word, and, we're, and we study, and, and we work, have quiet time together with the Bible. And, uh, you know, it's just a totally different lifestyle for us, and, and, and we've gotten closer to God and, and everything. And I remember when I, when I told my son, Wade, who, who first got us into this church, uh, what I was, Aaron asked me to speak about. On, on the anniversary thing about what God has done in our family and everything, his first and only piece of advice was to say, don't go on and on about Aaron. <laughs> he won't like that. He doesn't want to be an idol. He, he won't like that. But the fact remains, Aaron and Carrie and, and really the, the, all the leadership in this church is, is, is amazing, and, and, and I just owe them a lot of thanks and, and our family and what has done for us. We know now that Restore Church has our back, and it has proven that several times. And, and I, that's a heavy-duty statement for those of us who know. And, and uh, so I just want to thank Aaron and Carrie and everybody else for welcoming our family. And then there's Andy, which I'm not even going to get into that now. I'm going to wait for when he opens his church. I'm going to come up here and talk about him. <laughs> So now I want to introduce Melanie, who's become a good friend, and she's from down under, and, and uh, if nothing else, you're going to love her voice. Wow, this is a really hard act to follow. You know, I got tears in my eyes from Tom, and um, we had some very strict instructions about this five-minute time, time frame, so I've got my script in front of me, so I don't go on and on and on. Uh, so my husband, Daryl, who's sitting down there in the cozy seats, uh, we arrived in Silver Spring in August last year. Um, and like a few have mentioned, uh, we also were born and raised in the church. And so we immediately began searching for a church home because we knew from experience of living in numerous towns, both in New Zealand and around the world, that the best way to get settled into a new place and feel like home is to find your local family and for that it, for us is God's church. However, despite loving God and trying to live our lives in a manner that's embedded in the teachings of Jesus, over the past few years we had grown somewhat weary of church for various reasons which I'm sure none of you can relate to um, and this church fatigue uh, combined with our perceptions and experiences which to be fair were probably came mostly from TV of American Christianity uh, meant that when we did arrive in Silver Spring while we liked the concept of church we honestly wondered if we might end up joining that stream of people who are quietly slipping out the back door of church and giving up the habit of meeting altogether uh, and in that respect I think we were in quite a spiritually vulnerable place and so we tried on a couple of churches for size, uh, but they weren't the right fit for us. And fortunately, right about that time when we were really beginning to wonder if a good church existed, we found Restore Online. And uh, we were intrigued by the fact that they met in a pub and thought that probably said good things about them and that they appeared to want to meet people where the people were at rather than kind of, you know, waiting for the people to come into them. 
So we went along to McGinty's pub and to cut to the point, we never left Restore. Uh, but we went in with our eyes kind of squinting in scepticism and a bit of an arms folded attitude. But we were quickly seduced by Carrie's beautiful Tennessee inspired vocal style. <laughs> And Aaron's uh, excellent, relevant teaching that was fresh and seeking to engage with our local culture and the issues that we as people are facing today and how we as Christians might respond. Uh, So one of the aspects of his teaching that we both particularly appreciated is that it was intelligent. And I don't mean that in some sense of being intellectually superior or highbrow. I mean that in the sense of that he applies his God-given faculty of intellect to rightly divide the word of truth, as it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And so often, teaching from the pulpit these days seems to be either a dry rehashing of tired, worn-out phrases and concepts that appear completely divorced from the daily reality of not only any kingdom seekers who might have happened to wander in, but also from the real life of the people who, the regular attenders in the pews. Or it's seriously lightweight dribble that appears to be sourced from a combination of business books, positive thinking paperbacks, self-help gurus, and way, hey, hey, too much caffeine. Ah! Like, okay, chill. Take a chill pill, dude. Um, Another thing that we really appreciate about Aaron and Carrie is that they're real. Very real. And that's a good thing. They don't put themselves above us as set-apart, special spiritual beings. Uh, but they just join in in the doing of life with everyone and in all its wonderful messiness. And they invite us to join them in the doing of life. So for us, the intersection of our lives with that of Restore came at a pretty crucial juncture in terms of our spiritual journey. And I think that our lives could have lost something extremely precious and important had Restore not existed to provide us with a place that we could call our spiritual home. So I'm really thankful to God and to Aaron and Carrie and their boys for being willing to listen to and follow God's calling to plant a church that looked like what they thought he wanted the church to look like. I just want to say well done, good and faithful servants. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Thank you for modeling faithfulness for us all. Just a few more words. I just want to end with a final, it might seem a bit of a back-to-front encouragement for Aaron and Carrie. Just because you're following the path that you believe God has called you to, I know you already know the truth of this, it doesn't mean that path is straight or easy. My prayer is that you may get a sense of things coming together and all things working for good as you look back and see how he's led and guided you over these past five years. And my prayer is also that you may have a sense of his hand on you as you plan for the next five years and beyond. But if you don't feel his hand, that you'll receive what you need each day to continue forward in the darkness of faith. And just want to end with a quote from the great Charles Spurgeon. To trust God in the light is nothing. To trust him in the dark, that is faith. Thanks, guys. That quote, that's gold. Um, Phil and Carrie are going to come up here in a few minutes, and we're going we're gonna to worship and stand up. Um, thank you all for sharing, uh, for making me a little uncomfortable. Um, it, it's, uh, I had something planned, but I'm just going to do something I never do. I'm going to wing it. It's dangerous. Um, I'm just mo- 
you, you need to understand uh, quickly, each of you, how much you inspire me and Carrie, um, like, and how you, ins- like, it's very obvious that you inspire each other. And that is really unusual, I think. I think that is something that's really unique as I was listening to the stories of how we mutually inspire one another and all of our, and sometimes it's, it's again, it's sometimes it's very blatant and obvious, like, whoa, that person did this or said that to me. And, but other times it's just more subtle. And hearing you guys talk, I'm like, wow, you just, I just start looking around the room and I think about all the subtle things that I've been able to witness or hear or see out of you that have inspired me and inspired Carrie and like the types of conversations where we kind of find ourselves up late at night talking about you and, and just because we're inspired by you. We, we, we a lot of times we can't believe we get to be a part of your lives and how um, it's really easy uh, to, for us to forget that. I think you guys know, like you're, you're going through like your normal routine and you've lived here for a while and you've developed relationships. And sometimes it's hard to step back and actually look at those and think, whoa, what, like Tom was saying, like his daughter noticed you're a lot different. And we don't think about that. It's kind of like watching our kids grow up. Um, I am going to show a picture of our kids, uh, my three boys. I have a favorite. I have uh, these three pictures posted next to my desk. Uh, these are my three favorite pictures of each kid. Uh, and there's Tyson, William, and Sutter. And if they were teenagers right now, they'd be mortified. But they're not. They haven't, they haven't reached that level yet. Uh, but it's just what it does is it captures these really ordinary moments of life. Like the top one is Ty. Carrie took that picture of him as he saw me coming home from work in Arizona about 10 years ago. And just hit, like caught the, you know, the excitement of seeing dad walk up the sidewalk. And then the second one was me walking down the street in Colorado with Will. And Will um, just smiling. I just kissed his forehead and he just smiled when I did it. And Carrie caught it. Or maybe it was Kevin that took that picture. It, was, it wasn't Carrie that time. And it, oh, he is mortified. And then there's Sutter at Butler's Orchard. Uh, maybe three or four years ago, and he he discovered the corn crib there, and he was just in heaven. And we just caught Carrie caught him in this moment of just this normal moment of hanging out with a family. All right, I'll take the picture down now. All right, but you're welcome. Um, what what it reminded me of though um, was how much I enjoy these ordinary moments and these snapshots of the last. Uh, and restore life the last five years of being with all of you. And it's truly, um, it, it, there, there aren't really words to describe it. I mean, I think the only word that could be, would describe it is these like blasts of heaven that, get to, that we get to have together. And I pray that, my prayer as we enter the season of expectation uh, of the next five years, the next 10 years together, is that we would continue to notice these moments and to file them away and to change one another and to serve one another and to love one another and for us to, to slow ourselves down enough rhythmically to celebrate and to remember and to thank God for the blessing each of us has been to one another. And so thank you guys for your faithfulness as well. You know, Melanie mentioned that, but many of you have been just as, if not more faithful than me and Carrie. Um, you, you, you've poured a lot of your time, your energy, and your lives into this community, and it's really what makes Restore Church when each of you are doing that. So thank you for that. I'm going to pray, and then Phil and Carrie are going to come up. We're going to close in with one more song here. Lord, thank you for this church. As Toye said, it's, 
it is imperfect. There are moments, there are, there are ups and downs, there's light and dark moments and seasons, and there's messiness, And um, but Lord, you remain at the center, and I'm, I'm confident that you continue to mold us into a more beautiful illustration of the Trinity, of what it looks like to live in perfect community with one another. And Lord, I pray that we would be a community that is continually inspired and moved to action uh, by you, by you drawing us deeper into your kingdom. And Lord, I pray that we would bring others with us on this journey, that people who we build relationships with and friendships with, that when they, they hear our words or they, they uh, um, ex, you know, experience life with us, that they would just get a, a, a taste of the kingdom, that they would be drawn closer to you because of us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, everyone got a chance to say something, and I didn't, so I'm going to steal a moment um, and just say thank you, by the way, for um, for the sentiments that you all shared. It really meant a lot. Um, it is a really exciting day to celebrate, and I'll be honest, um, Aaron and I personally have a hard time just stopping and celebrating. It's a challenge for us sometimes because we just constantly want to do better and serve better and know you better and spend time with you better and pour into you better. Um, but it's a great day just to celebrate. But, and Aaron kind of touched on this, this church is not Aaron and Carrie Thomas and it wasn't even planted by Aaron and Carrie Thomas. Um, Austin and Sam were here with us from the very beginning. They sat around our table and put up with our crazy children and crazy Aaron and Carrie, and they've been here ever since, faithfully. And um, we've done a lot behind the scenes. Um, Amy and Phil Dittmer started our first break-off mission community. Um, I can't say this. Um, I can say this. It's fair. I don't care how embarrassing it is. So many of you are here today because Phil and Amy chased you and wouldn't let you leave and drew you into community. It was more Phil, okay, that did the chasing. But not only did they do that initially, but I know that they've poured into you guys and they've been pastors to you and I'm so thankful. Um, and there are p people here who, um, the Johnsons who have put in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of time to serve this community for no pay. Um, and who just serve so faithfully and always with a smile. Many, many others that I'm not mentioning right now um, that you guys have just been praying for this community, that you've just given your hearts and served and supported God's mission in this. And I just want you to know that this is you planted this church and you're every bit responsible for allowing God to work through this church as Aaron and I are. So thank you. Thanks for hanging with us. It's been quite a journey, and I know God has some cool things planned for us. I have no doubt. Will you stand with me and sing with us? Because like I said, today is a day all about praising Jesus, because this is all, all him, all for his glory. Let's celebrate that this morning. <laughs>